0: Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, another e-commerce warrior interview today for you, someone who's built an incredible business. And Mike, our guest today, focuses primarily on wholesale. He's aiming to hit about a million dollars in sales this year. And his margins aren't where he wants them to be quite yet, but he's getting there. He's got a beautiful business for sure, considering especially that he has a full-time job. He's only able to put a few hours per week into this business. We did the math at one point on today's episode. He's making about $150 net profit per hour on his business. Not a bad gig at all, especially for a busy guy that's fitting it into the cracks of his life, as you've heard us say around here. We talk about a whole variety of subjects today. We kind of wander around a bit. I learned several things. I think I taught Mike a few new things. Just think of this as a couple guys sitting down virtually over a cup of coffee and having a conversation about selling on Amazon, what works, what doesn't work, the journey that they've been on. And I think you're going to enjoy getting to know Mike today. He has extensive experience because he's been doing e-commerce for a very long time but he never really did anything that works. I mean, he even talks about filling out those online surveys initially, right? Like if I hustled, you know, I could make a little bit of money and I was getting some free Wendy's and that sort of thing. Like that was his initial start into e-commerce. But now he's managing a multiple six, coming up on seven figure business. He's building a team. He's got a great process in place. He's plugging into the tools and resources of this community in a big way. And he's benefiting greatly from that. He's a big fan of this podcast. He talks very highly of it. We talk about some different book suggestions and things towards the end as well. It's just a good general listen in on a couple guys talking business. I think you'll enjoy it. We get a lot of good feedback when we have these kind of very conversational, almost random free-flowing discussions about the reality of selling on Amazon and building a real business. So enjoy this episode business building warrior. We do these for you. We'd love to hear your feedback. If you appreciate and enjoy these episodes, we would sure appreciate it if you would send some friends to silentgym.com and tell them to check out our show. Or maybe join our free Facebook group if they need some encouragement. We just passed 70,000 members not too long ago. Constantly growing. A little fact, tidbit, before we jump into the interview today, if you didn't know this. Over Well, slightly over half the people who ask to come into our free Facebook group get in. About half the people who ask to get in don't get in. We, We just don't allow them in because we ask a few questions of people and we want those questions to be answered seriously. And if someone doesn't answer them seriously, indicating to us that they are a serious business building warrior who's trying to learn that they're going to take this journey seriously, well, we don't let them in. So when you get 70,000 people together who have that like-minded attitude about business and building a business and cooperating with the others in the group and being supportive and taking care of each other, man, that's a special group. A lot of them, the only reason they're on Facebook is for that group. It's a special community. If you've never checked it out, I'd encourage you to do so. All right, that's enough of me talking just me. Let's get Mike on the line and have a conversation with Mr. Mike League. You're gonna like this guy. So, Mike, welcome to the program. Thank you. Pleasure to have you here, my friend. I'd love to get right into your story, man. Let's go.
1: All right. Let's see. Well, I'm uh, Mike League, um, father of five boys, uh, ranging from 11 to two. Kept on trying for the girl, but uh, we never got it. I always joke that I was probably an awful child, and that's why I've ended up with with five boys.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a little easier to say that when you got boys with girls, you'd hurt their feelings. Boys, you can just go beat them up and then will get over it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And we've got uh, I've got all boys except our last was our only little girl. So it's oh, definitely okay. a change in mindset when you add a girl to the mix, no doubt, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um let's see, I uh was uh in the service for 13 years, Air I Force. That I, my. Uh, Wife and I have been together for like 20 years, been married for 14 years now. We live in central Ohio.
0: Okay. We're neighbors.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just over your way at Grand Park a few, about a month ago for my son's, uh, he plays uh, travel lacrosse, so we go all over the country Gotcha. for that. So we were there for a, a tournament there.
0: Yeah, I think uh, that's a big park up on the north side of Indy if I remember right. I've only been yeah. up there a couple times, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. sports complex.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's massive. So and uh I might as well get into the the story. Let's see here. About two thousand five, two thousand six, I decided it would be a good idea to buy a rental property. So I bought a rental property uh, and it was in the ghetto, if you would say, you know, it was not in a good part of town, but the real estate agent was a friend of mine and he said, you know, it was up and coming and everything like that. I was like, all right, fine. That's help.
0: what they always say. I,
1: <laughs> I've done a few of
0: those. Just waiting you see this place 20 years from now. Although I actually yeah. did win on one of those. Oh, really? I, I put 13 in. I bought it for 13, put 40 into it and sold it for just under 200 here, but oh. I held it, held it for about 20 years.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Hopefully I can
1: get to that someday. <laughs> but, you know, as you know, not much long after that, the market fell out of everything. So I'd way overpaid for the property. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, our first son was getting ready to be born. And it just, it was not working. Bad part of town, horrible tenants and everything. And so I had to make a decision. Do I continue trying to try and pump money into the sinking ship or do I go ahead and just let this thing go. So I made the tough decision to let it go in foreclosure, you know, and it looking back now, I mean, obviously it was the only choice to have and everything. So, you know, it was good for my family, and at that time that it was going, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to pay some of this back. I've I worked for the, the, you know, the government, so I'm not making millions of dollars or anything like that. So, I needed to come up with a way to generate some income. So, actually my first thing online was I started doing surveys. I did surveys for all types of companies, everything. And it was unbelievable the amount of surveys I did. And the the reason I stuck with it for so long was because I could do it right here at home. I didn't have to worry about, you know, leaving the house or anything. And they were fun. A lot of times, you know, I'd get things sent to me because I'm here in Central Ohio. Wendy's headquarters is right here. So several times I got paid to go to Wendy's and eat some of their sandwiches and stuff. So, I mean, you know, there was a, a lot of good benefits to it. But in about 2017, I was, or no, sorry. Uh, yeah, 2017, I was sitting here just watching some uh, YouTube while I was doing some of the surveys. And I saw a guy on YouTube that said he had a buddy that makes good money selling used remotes from Goodwill and thrift stores on eBay. And I was sure. like, What? So I research and I go down that rabbit hole and I'm like, oh, wow, people can actually do this. So I went headlong into that and was doing fantastic. But, you know, as we kept adding kids to the family, I was like, I can't be gone every weekend, every chance I can get to sneak away, you know, to be able to find new products, whether it's at garage sales, thrift stores, clearance, whatever the case is. Right. Yeah, I was like, you know, so... I was like, I need to find something else. And I had known about Amazon. A lot of the people I've watched on YouTube that were mainly in the, the reselling and thrifting on eBay and stuff had mentioned that they did stuff on Amazon before. And I was like, all right, well, let me try. So about, I think it was about 2018, I actually opened up, no, sorry, 2019, I opened up an Amazon account. And this was before you had to do interviews or anything. So I went ahead and logged, you know, created everything. But I didn't post anything for like a year, year and a half. Cause I was like, eh, seems a little too much. Let me just go back to what I know. And then I was like, after a while, I'm like, okay, I I can't do that anymore. I have to go to Amazon. So I started, you know, I I knew automatically that I did not want to do private label. And I know (laughs) you're not a a big fan of that to start out with. Exactly. (laughs) And so I was like, all right, well, you know, let me, the only other option i knew at the time was wholesale so i was like all right let me let me go ahead and do wholesale so i started uh, doing that and it was slowly built so that would have been july of 2020 that i started doing uh wholesale first year was good i did about so that would only about 6 months i did about 45000 and then the second year uh 2021 i did uh for that entire calendar year i did about Five hundred and fifteen thousand, which was a a big increase, right? And so far this year, we are at five thirty-five, five hundred and thirty-five thousand. So far this year, and of course, you know, with Q four coming up, it's gonna explode. So, what's your goal for the year? I'm hoping to get a million.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it.
1: Yeah, the you know, if I if I compare to what I had last year, I mean, you know, December. December of last year, I think I did around uh, 120, 125,000. So I figure, you know, I've got a ton more products, a ton more capital and stuff to invest. So let me go ahead and do that, you know, and I've, I love it. It's with it's it's my personal, I have a very thrill of the hunt type of thing. Like before I even got into any of this stuff, I used to collect a ton of comic books and and things like that. And I always loved going to stores, seeing what they had, trying to find awesome things. And stuff like that. So transitioning into going to Goodwills and garage sales, that was perfect. And now that I've done wholesale, it's it's perfect. You know, I mean, I've get an account like I just for for example today, I just had an account opened with a company, and uh, they sent me their their catalog, and I'm looking through, and I use uh, Smart Scout, Um, and you know, I put in the brand name, and eighty five percent of the time, Amazon's on their list all right, well, you know, then they do about, I think it was roughly around, they do like 1.2 million a, a month on, according to Scout. So I'm like, all right, so I still look. And I mean, there's still 144 products that they have that I can still sell. And so, you know, I've already got an order built with um, them that I was doing this morning that, uh, you know, is going to be able to generate some really nice income and, and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the benefit of just, wholesale to me is is fantastic. And I actually about a week ago, I started to I started replans, you know, the the retail arbitrage stuff. So I uh went to a, a Kroger, I found a couple things and I was like, all right, I'll go ahead and try this. You know, because wholesale's great and I love it. And that's where I'm going to be a majority of the time. But a lot of the stuff I want along with anyone, I'm sure, you know, Rich Potter could say this as well. The supply chain is just awful. I mean, the biggest seller I have comes from Asia, Japan, and I could sell 1,500 units of it a month, but I can't keep, I order as much as I can at a time, usually about uh, 2,000 units at a time, but my supplier runs out of it. And I mean, this thing, you know, it cost me, $5 $5 and 66 cents to buy and I make $8 profit on each one. So, I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's, it's my biggest hitter by far, but I just can't get it from, get from places. Inventory. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I've gone, there's only two places that that sell this item and I've gone to both of them and I've I've cleaned both of them out. And so, you know, I've gone to, to other things and, you know, those are, those are great. But I'm like, okay, the, the supply chain is is what the the issue is. So I'm like, well, let me go into Kroger and Walmart and Meyer and all these other places and let me see what they have available because it's right there. I know it's there. Right,
0: right. the know? inventory is there on the shelf in front of you. So you don't have to worry about zero inventory. <laughs>
1: right, right. You know, like you say, you know, there's, you know, $20 here, $5 here, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I went ahead and I just started doing that. And I've been able to find some things, and actually, uh, two days ago, I I sold my first uh, retail arbitrage item, and it was uh you know it was a great feeling. It was nothing nothing major, but it was nice to see. Okay, this this works.
0: It works. So yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so the one reason I w- want to do the the replans model is, is how uh, you teach it is because to me, I have a better chance of recouping my money a lot faster than I do with wholesale. You know. With wholesale, you know, you got people on there, they're, you know, selling stuff. And I'm like, how are you selling it for this price? I mean, you know, I know where you're getting it from. I know the people and you're selling it below what I pay for. And, you know, of course, it could be closeouts or stores closings or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, it's just so I'm just, you could have some stuff just sit there for a long time while someone just burns through their stuff. And, you know, as it's sitting there, it's, it's dead weight. It's not earning me any money. It's not, uh, working for me. So I figured with the retail arbitrage and eventually, you know, I'll do online arbitrage as well, that that will help speed up, uh, turning the the money over quicker so that I can continue to plow it into the,
0: the wholesale. Gotcha. So how did you learn wholesale? Talk us through that process. You said, you know, you started, started doing it and you said, um, 2020, summer of 2020. Yeah, But talk us through the process of how you got going. How did you find these wholesalers? And I'm also curious, you, you didn't discover replens until recently, which for those who don't know, that's the beginner strategy that we encourage 99% of all new Amazon sellers to go through. Because you can learn, you can earn while you learn instead of taking big risks, you're putting money in the bank. But until you understand how to recognize a good product from a loser, which is what we teach you in the replens training... Mm-hmm and, and you're, you're meeting the need and demand that's already there, you're not bringing new products to market. You're just helping Amazon fill the shelves, right? That's the Replans yeah. training. Well, mm-hmm. how were you figuring out which wholesale <coughs> products would be good to sell without understanding the replens model? Like, what was your process?
1: I watched a, you know, ton of, of YouTube videos and stuff like that. And whether it's MST or the the other ones, other people or stuff, you know, Keepa is king. And so I learned very on Keepa.
0: Good. Okay.
1: So I learned learned very early on that I had to at least shell out the money for Keepa because if not, then I'm pretty much just gonna be blind buying and it may or may not work.
0: You're guessing. Um, yeah. So and for those who don't know, go listen to podcast episode three hundred and sixty-nine. You'll learn why we love Keepa and what it does that no other tool does. Well done. And
1: you know, from there I just started, you know, basically I would just you know, 'Cause at that time Smart Scout wasn't out. And so right. you know, I, I didn't use Jungle Scout or anything like that. I just used Keepa and I would I think it was DS Quick View might have been another one that that I'd used where when you're looking at the items, it shows you the Keepa chart and you know mm-hmm. who's on it and everything like that. And I was just basically just randomly picking a category and I would just go in there and you know, I would look and see, okay, you know, does it have more than three FBA sellers. Cause you know, I don't want, obviously I can't compete with private labels or you know, right. anything like that. And then if Amazon was on it, I didn't want to sell with it because I'll never be able to compete with their price. So I looked for those items and when I would find them, you know, I would look a lot of times, you know, I would know what the brand was. So then I would look on Google for their, their company's website. And I would look, you know, you can scroll down to the bottom a lot of times and there will be things such as uh, retailers, distributors, wholesale, things like that. Right. And so I would click on that, send them a, basically just a basic email saying, I want to open up a retail trade account with you. Can you please let us know how we can do this? And I would just hit send and I would send out hundreds a week to anybody and everybody. And, you know, most of the time I didn't hear anything back. Sometimes I got, you know, a back saying, you know, we don't sell on Amazon or, you know, we've got the people we need or whatever. And, you know, at the beginning, I would not take it personal, but it was a little bit of a sting. You know, they're telling me no. Yeah. So I was like, you know, that kind of stinks, you know. So I would sit there and I'd be like, all right, fine. You don't want to make money? Fine. I'll just go on to the next one. And, uh, you know, I eventually found some wholesalers and I would be lucky enough to be able to open an account with them. And I would look at their catalog and then I would just, you know, do test buys. Uh, I like to do a test buy usually, depending on what the, the product is and the sale velocity and everything like that. I like to do test buys of around 25 units for my wholesale and I'll send that in and, you know, we'll see how it does. And then if it does great, then, you know, I'll increase it so on and so forth. You know, I don't go from 25 to 3000, Sure. you know, 25, you know, yeah, you know, okay, let's try 30, let's try 40, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And just keep going like that to build up the, the the items, and that's basically how I started. And probably, I'd say probably about a about a year ago is when I found your podcast, and I was like, all right, let me listen to it because uh, I was on I was online looking for other podcasts that had to deal with Amazon FBA and things like that, and I found the the podcast, and I was like, all right, this is cool, this is great, you know, it's good content. They align with my values and my, uh, business models and everything like that. And it's success story after success story, very little, is it, you know, someone trying to sell this or that or whatever, you know, it's, it's, you're giving us proof. Like you, you know, you've said on your other, um, podcasts and stuff like that, you know, you have very little marketing and stuff like that. And it's all word of mouth. And it's, I mean, this podcast is fantastic because I listen to it every day when I go for a walk every time there's a new episode, and i
0: wow, you know, thank
1: you, <laughs> yeah, I, I was today I was actually listening to the one um that you just put out about it was just a, a question questions about Amazon,
0: yeah, so sure, uh, that just dropped a little while ago, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you so, are up to date, man
1: oh, yeah, i mean i I look forward to it to them, and you know I, I listen to them, and sometimes you know, I'll even go back and listen to to older ones just because you know that. That person, or you know, their story, or something was similar to mine, or I like it and stuff. So, I mean, it's fantastic motivation. I mean, it's it's free. I don't have to, you know, I listen to the podcast, so I don't have to worry about watching my phone while I'm walking or anything. And it's 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 fantastic. I love it. It's it's great motivation to say, hey, any average person can do this. It's simply, do you have the desire and do you have the tenacity to stick with it? Because you know. Just like with anything when when you first try stuff out you're gonna get bumps and bruises you're gonna get you know bruised egos you're gonna get you know friends or family saying what you know that's that's a scam what do you what do you mean you know and it's like no I'm doing the exact same thing that Walmart and Kroger and Meyer and everything else does you yeah. know they're resellers I'm just a reseller but Amazon is my store as opposed to actually having a, a brick and mortar store and so you know it's I love doing this I you know I've never felt that it was, at any time I've ever felt that it was work. I mean, I absolutely love finding new products. I love, you know, loading up inventory labs and finding, you know, hey, you know, this is the estimated sales value. This is my profit. This looks fantastic. You know, I do have a couple uh, part-time workers that uh, they do a lot of the boxing and packing and stuff like that for me. And uh, I have been looking into the the VA program that you guys have. Yeah. And I can't remember. I I think I'm on the list. I can't remember. But, you know, I mean, I've definitely been wanting to look in that because, I mean, if I could get someone, you know, from the Philippines to be able to do this stuff, that would be fantastic. When I was back on eBay, I actually did a little bit of drop shipping. I did that for a while. And I did hire some VAs from the Philippines uh, using, I think it was uh, PHUP. I think that's what it was. And, you know, it did great. You know, a lot of the benefits that you say, you know, you have the the language is easy, you know, the money converts fantastic, you know, they're, they're outgoing, eager, just wanting to work for you. And I figured, you know, having that same type of person be able to do stuff for me now, of uh, just saying, Hey, here's smart scout, here's Vendrive, you know, my contact stuff, start sending out massive emails to different companies saying, Hey, you know, we'd like to open an account with you, you know, can we, you know, just that stuff. And then I could, you know, that, They could do all that work. And then any of the responses that we get, you know, I, okay, I can take it from here. We can figure out what we're doing.
0: And And yeah, no reason, no reason you can't do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Our proven replens VA program, we teach them how to recognize great inventory, great replens basically, but they can be assigned any other tasks that you want to give them as well, of course. But the nice thing is they're fully trained. They work just for you. They understand our Amazon selling systems. So they're going to integrate in very quickly. I think you'd be thrilled with the results you get working with one of them. You're more than qualified. I mean, if you've you've got a business that's uh, doing the kind of numbers, you know, you're looking to do a million this year, uh, you're more than qualified and, and, you know, we're we're well beyond ready to go to to take that step. And you mentioned Smart Scott a couple of times. I want to make sure people know we did an episode with Scott Needham, the founder of that software Mm -hmm. podcast episode. I don't remember the number. I'll stick it in the show notes. But if you go to silentgym.com slash SS, as in smart scout, Rich Potter, Scott and I kind of coordinated together to get a great (coughs) discount because a lot of the wholesale training that we teach around here is based on Rich Potter's approach. They have a, I don't know, five to $7 million annual sales. Haven't checked them recently, but very robust wholesale business based on the replens model using the Smart Scout tool is the research tool, and the good news for the listeners today—maybe you're a Proven Amazon course student already. That entire training course is now part of the Proven Amazon course. It's one of the dozens of modules. Have you been through that yet, by any chance, I, Mike?
1: I signed up the fall of last year. I signed up for um, the Proven Wholesale course
0: when it was taught separately.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, one of the first people when it was taught separately. Everything, and uh, you know, I went through that before I joined that. I had Smart Scout already, but I was like, you know, Hey, this is great. You know, I can, you know, cause he had, Richard mentioned, he's got different ways that he does unique being able to search. And I'm like, Hey, I'm on, you know, if I can, you know, spend the time and find one way to search stuff that I didn't, I mean, it's, it's worth it. And I haven't done any of the proven Amazon course. I've been wanting to, especially here lately, a lot of the podcasts you've had, they're talking about the proven product partnering. Yes. I think that, yeah, <laughs> you know that and helping then, brands
0: um, get on Amazon.
1: Yeah, and then I'm really interested in the bundling, making, yeah. uh, you know, having my own brand.
0: Proven will, brand you know. building is that one, and that's a, those are both modules in the Proven Amazon course. Mm-hmm. You really should be spending thirty dollars a month on the Proven Amazon course, dude. You'd you'd benefit tremendously from that investment, and I can tell you this: that price is going to go up soon to something higher than that. Not sure we're ready to release it quite yet, but you want to get grandfathered in at the twenty nine dollars a month level because you know we're adding new great modules constantly. So if you want to stay mm-hmm. on the cutting edge, that's the way to go. But did you learn some things uh, from that wholesale course? Or? Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Cool. I mean definitely. I mean you know there's it's, that's one thing that I've I've found out with all your 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 courses because I, I also did have this was a long time ago. I did the one about using Pinterest to drive traffic to your listings.
0: Yeah, Teresa's course. That's yeah. a module in there too, Pinterest. Okay. Traffic.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've done several of them individually and they're fantastic. And, you know, they're whether they're built in with the, the, the proven Amazon or they're on their own, they have both been fantastic and worth it. You know, I mean, Smart Scout, you know, with Scott Needham, you know, I, I listen to his podcast all the time and stuff. And with this, you know, thing, like, you know, like he said before, I'm like, why is he sharing this with people? I mean, you know, this is a fantastic thing. It's awesome. And, you know, of course, I understand why he is, but I'm just like, man, if I had something like this, you know, I don't know if I would share it because it's it's a game changer. I yeah, mean this Mar
0: Scout tool. Well, yeah, once yeah. you understand what it does and how it's how it's uh, laying the data out for you, mm-hmm. we've got a lot of people who are who are really excited about that tool. He's done a brilliant job. Mm-hmm. He kind of built it from the perspective of someone who's selling. Wholesale on Amazon versus all the other tools are more generic, almost like private label opportunity finding tools. Yeah. Smart Scout was designed to help you find great wholesale. So yeah, completely agree. And I'll stick a link to that training that we did with Scott and, and Rich Potter, our wholesale uh, expert on our team here. I think people might really benefit from that. And again, a great discount at silentgym.com/ss, as in Smart Scout, on that tool for those who want to wind up checking it out. But uh, yeah, that, I'm very proud that Rich was very generous and kind of him to say, yeah, go ahead and put the wholesale training mm-hmm. into the proven Amazon course, so it's available for any of our students that want to go through that training. But yeah, that's something I want to do a lot more of. We don't do a whole lot of wholesale ourselves. We're we're just we're pure replens, okay. uh, a little bit of wholesale. We've got some great distributors that we've created relationships with that you could kind of say was a wholesale opportunity, I guess, but mm-hmm. it all runs through the replin filter. Do you mm-hmm. find yourself doing that with your inventory now, kind of running it through that filter of it, it's got to look good on Kipa or I'm not even going to look at it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I'll look, I might have different, I use religiously your take on Kipa. You know, if it's above 10, you can usually double or triple what it estimates. Yeah. And if it's below 10, you know, it's pretty accurate you know, and I have RevSeller that I use. And so I'll go ahead and, you know, I look at that and I look what the Keeper would say. And I, you know, kind of figure out how much I want to buy and stuff like that. Uh, I'll look back a year to make sure Amazon's, um, I've been burned quite a bit recently with Amazon. You know, they have never been on the product. And then all of a sudden they decide to jump on it. And it's like, great, you know, I've got 50 units of item X that I can't sell now because Amazon is on it. And this is one thing I still do, you know, when I see Amazon jump on a listing, I'm like, really? Why? You make more money by having me sell it than you guys carrying it and then selling it yourself. I mean, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I don't understand it. But it, that's it just is frustrating me. for
0: sellers, but you think at it from this perspective, Mike. I mean, you know why, Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, you know why. Because when you shop as a shopper on Amazon, would you rather pay fifty dollars for that item or twenty? Right. <laughs> right. So. Oh yeah. Amazon's creating. Uh, they've got a bunch of lost leaders. If something gets really popular, they're going to go make a good deal with the manufacturer and buy a thousand units of it. Yeah. So the opportunity lies in not in that top one percent necessarily. The stuff that Amazon's you know. That stuff that's easy to find and easily, you know, attracts the malls attracted to a flame, sellers mm-hmm. and, and customers alike. Like, yeah, there's not a lot of opportunity. It's more in the long tail. Yeah. You know, the, the stuff that Amazon, you know, oh, it's only selling 30 times a month. We're not going to mess with it. Well, oh, yeah. a couple sellers jump in. That, that's a good opportunity, right? So just to explain for folks, yeah, it's uh, it can feel like we're battling against Amazon sometimes, though, for sure. And we kind of are, but mm-hmm. it's all in service to the customer who wants to get the best deal at the best price. Oh, yeah. Amazon definitely. gets yeah. a reputation for being high prices on everything that they can't find <laughs> a deal anywhere, that customers will stop coming.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's tens of millions of products on Amazon. So it, it's a very small percentage, you know. And, and my catalog right now is about, I think it's like 401 active ASINs that I have. So, you know, it's it's got room for, you know, if I'm going to do a million this year with only 401, I mean, you know, I keep adding them left and That's right, amazing. you know, ASINs. So yeah, I mean, I'm just I can't imagine what I'm gonna be able to do more than that, you know, having, you know, double that and triple that. And, you know, as I've been doing this now for two years, I've definitely refined how I communicate with the brands. You know, instead of just sending that very generic email, I give specifics of what I'm looking for that they have to offer, the particular product, how I plan on using it. And I get a lot more feedback than just saying, hey, I want to sell your product. Uh, I'm an
0: Amazon seller. Am I allowed to sell your product? Yeah.
1: Right, exactly. You. you know, some some will say, sure. Some will be like, no, leave me alone. And, you know, like you've, like you've said countless times, you know, it's all about adding value to the brand. I've got a brand that I work with actually out of Britain and they're selling here in the States. And, you know, they... Amazon in the states is like the wild west to them. They are having problems trying to figure it out, getting customers or uh, sellers to adhere to Map.
0: Yeah, minimum and, pricing,
1: right? And, and everything like that. And you know, I've you know, I've been working with my sales guy for probably about six months now, and he wants me every time I see someone violating Map to send him the link. And so I'm like, all right. So you know, they've got one guy that is their biggest customer. And he's buying like $20,000 a month from them. Mm-hmm. And he's the the biggest violator by far. And right. they're basically setting him down this week. And they're being like, either you have to adhere to map or we're gonna cut you off. Cut you off. Yeah, and, and that's
0: a great customer. You mentioned earlier the uh, proven product partnering, another module in the proven Amazon course. Everything we've talked about is a module inside the, the pack family of content. But the proven product partnering opportunity that may be in front of you right now is to say, hey, you're having a lot of problems with these third-party sellers. How about if you sell through your own account and I'll manage it for you and no one else sells on that. Get your brand registered, get your trademark, get all that taken care of. I'll manage all of that. And now in effect, you're getting commission for all the sales they make through their own Amazon account and they don't have to do anything. That's the strategy we talk about in the proven Product partnering, where you partner up with an established brand that's got some momentum. Mm -hmm. But like most brands out there, they don't have time for this crazy Amazon territory. Yeah. You know, as Amazon sellers, we see Amazon as this huge monster of an opportunity. Well, from their perspective, (laughs) it represents five or 10% of their total potential sales for the year. Like Mm -hmm. we've barely got time to pay attention to it. We've got all these store shelves to fill and all these traditional retail channels and customers there and relationships. They don't want to mess with e-commerce. So it's a pretty easy pitch sometimes to say, hey, let me take care of that for you. Mm-hmm. Have you considered that or do you see maybe where it might head that direction?
1: It's definitely heading that direction because I have talked to my my sales person about potentially being, you know, an exclusive or or something of that nature. And you know, they they don't want to do so, slow, solely exclusive to one person that sells something or stuff like that, but they are going towards having a limited number of people. And I've already helped them get brand registered. Good. So they are brand registered. So it's kind of like my next step of, I guess, you know, getting my foot in the door of, okay, you know, hey, I've helped you here do this. How about we do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. And the, the one challenge it's going to, I think the one thing that's going to be a challenge is Amazon sells a lot of their items themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon is the, uh, a huge map violator form as well. But right. then again, you know, I mean, with Amazon buying their stuff, you know, they might have a special agreement with them, or Amazon, you know, kind of like, Amazon's like, it's it's our sandbox. We'll do it whatever we want. I
0: mean, yeah, but you can always say no to Amazon. Yeah, you can sell on Amazon without selling your product to Amazon. Right. Right. That's an option That's true. <laughs> that yeah. you have. Yeah. If they're violating Map, is like, ah, eh, we're not going to sell to you anymore, Amazon. I know you like to place orders for ten thousand units at a time, but mm. I think we're going to do it ourselves now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you're still using Amazon fulfillment, mm-hmm. uh, it can be done. I've seen companies do just that. I've seen mm-hmm. many companies do that. Like, oh, I hate when Amazon places big orders because I know they're going to hold it for a month and then drop the prices to where all of our other distributors are complaining about the prices on Amazon, yeah. burning all our other good relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can help. You're in a position to help them manage that. It's an exciting yeah. opportunity. I'd, I'd like to see where that goes. And, and we've yeah. got several people in our community. That's the business model they use is... They don't really sell a lot of their own stuff on Amazon. They don't really have their own Amazon account, even. But they help other brands get established. Can mm-hmm. be very lucrative.
1: Oh yes, definitely. I, you know, I'm all about basically trying to diversify my my income streams. Yes, I mean,
0: multiple income streams. That's right. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, I you know, I just uh, in the past month I opened up an account with uh, Walmart. So now we sell on Walmart as well, and it's fantastic because you know I'm putting all my slow moving. FBA stuff onto Walmart and I'm actually moving it on Walmart. So then I just do the create uh, multi-channel fulfillment. They charge me a few bucks and it goes. And then, you know, it's helping my sales through rate. I don't have to worry about packaging it. You know, I click the button so that it's, uh, those UPS or whatever, it doesn't go through Amazon. It's just a plain box and it goes. And then, I mean, that's helping to move a lot of things that, you know, either someone's on there with a super low price or Amazon's on it, or, you know, it's just a super slow mover. So, you know, to help my sell through rate, right, I've decided to move a lot of those over there as well. And it, it's going well.
0: It's yeah. But if well. you didn't follow the the logic there, you've got products sitting at Amazon FBA waiting to be sold and maybe the price tanked by another seller. So now you've got 50 units, let's say, sitting there, not moving very quickly. Well, you you have another option. If you're selling on Amazon, you can list those products that are sitting in Amazon's warehouse on Walmart. And as they sell, have Walmart do the, or excuse me, have Amazon do the fulfillment for you. So, hey, one sold today. Amazon, ship it to this customer in a plain box. Off it goes, bloop, to the happy Walmart shopper who doesn't know that it just came from an Amazon warehouse. Right. Right. So that's a great way to kind of spread your uh, inventory out over another platform without really doing anything new. Yeah. Just and setting up the listings, right? And so Amazon handles the film fulfillment. Customer yeah. buys from Walmart.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, and one thing that I, I kind of learned real quick uh, when I was creating the listings or, uh, on Walmart is I just take the, the ASIN from the product on Amazon. I just put it as my SKU on Walmart. So when it comes up, instead of having to try and figure stuff out, I just copy that, put it in my inventory, find it, click mm-hmm. multi-channel, That's and cool. I mean, I can get an order done. Is the customer less than five see minutes.
0: that? I don't the SKU. The customer doesn't see that, do they? I don't believe so.
1: I mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but yeah. I don't I'm I don't not believe, sure so. on that
0: one. Yeah, I'd be curious because because so. I wouldn't necessarily want a customer figuring it out. That, yeah. Oh, I could have bought this for $8 cheaper on Amazon if I was a product, you know, so no need to create. It's kind of like leaving the uh, price tag sticker on it, you know, something you flip. It's like, you know, bought it for 10 sold yeah. it six months later for $100. Customer's yeah, $10 sticker. Like, wait a second. I'd be curious on that. But it's the Amazon ASIN doesn't tell you that those level of detail. But if they recognized an ASIN, which most customers wouldn't, they could go to Walmart or to Amazon and look at it. But mm-hmm. that's me thinking in the weeds. No need to get yeah. out that. <laughs> that's how my <laughs> brain spins out. I try to stay in host mode when I'm on the podcast. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no. It, I mean, that's something that I didn't think about. But I mean, it, it's it's a valid concern. Yeah.
0: Um, Someone wants to, to look that, at that. You know, it's possible. It's yeah. Probably one of those easier to fix problems once you ever encounter it versus making any major changes now. I mean you could mm-hmm. always just take a, uh, you know the first several letters of the ASIN and, and chop mm-hmm. off the last three or four and make that. that's, that's true. enough to identify ninety nine percent of your inventory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's true. very true. So, but, uh, well, what, what else is in your story, man? What, what have we left out? Any lessons as we've gone along? I, it sounds like you're on a great trajectory. I, I've learned a couple new things. It's it's great hanging out with you, buddy. But what else you got on your list mm-hmm. today? Oh, and we haven't talked a lot about your margins either. I want to hear, oh, okay. like, you know, in 2022, you did half a million. You, mm-hmm. What are your net margins?
1: Right now, as of this morning, my, uh, net margin, it's only about 12%. So it's, it's not great. And the one big reason for that is in 2021, I was, a, an LLC. And so, you know, everything, all taxes and everything passed through me and I knew I was going to have to pay, uh, my taxes and, and everything, but I don't know why I kept on reinvesting the money and I didn't set any money aside for taxes for last year. So when my CPA said, you know, Hey, here's your, your stuff, all the money that was passed through the, the LLC. Uh, put us in the highest tax bracket. And so it's like, great. So basically every, every month this year, I've been paying uncle Sam $3,300 a month to uh, take care of that and, you know, get them, them taken care of and everything like that. So yeah,
0: you're that's, chipping away at that.
1: Yeah. That's one big thing that I've learned. So, you know, that's, that has put my ability to be able to grow Back a couple steps, and you know, it's yeah. put my profit and my margins, and ROI, you know, not all right, but every, everything else. Every
0: entrepreneur I know who starts to succeed in any fashion has to at one point think to themselves and come to the harsh realization that, man, I could grow so much faster if yeah. I could just get a little relief from the tax burden. It's the <laughs> biggest check I write. And I understand, I'm not saying you know, we should never pay taxes, but oh, yeah, my goodness how much quicker how many more people we could hire how many more customers we could serve if we weren't dragging that heavy weight and and I think unnecessarily overburden some weight but no I feel your pain on that man for sure yeah. <laughs> net margins wise i mean where do you see it once that's all stabilized kind of what are you aiming for you know you're talking about 000, 000 a million dollar year maybe this year and how are yeah, things looking
1: um, you know I'm, I'm trying i'm hoping to get up to like around 17 16% you know maybe even a little higher what i've done also um within the past couple of months i've really cut out the small items that i have i would say probably the 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 average price of an item that i buy is probably about $35 that i buy from my vendors and then i sell online so beforehand you know when i first started you know i was trying to do anything so i was buying you know things that were less than 2 bucks from a vendor and i was selling it but i wasn't making a ton of money on them and stuff and i I hate to admit that I knew about the FBA small and light, but for some reason, I thought you were just automatically, if the item was part of it, it was enrolled in it. If
0: it qualified, it got enrolled. Right. You you have to do that yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that magic $10 line. Yep. You go through uh, your inventory. Anything that you're selling for between $10 and $11, man, get it under 10 and enroll it in small and light. And, oh,
1: I know. I I had I have one item that you know the, the average price that everyone's selling it is like eleven something, and yeah. I'm like I, I looked at you know through Revseller. I looked, okay. Well, if I if it's small and light, and I put it at ten dollars, and this is my buy price, even though I'm selling it for less, my profit is more. Yes, because I only have that one fee and everything like that. Yeah. The fees so, up dramatically. I mean, two or so three more I've, bucks a sale. <laughs> oh Top yeah, And your
0: price a dollar.
1: So yep. I've I've really gone um, now that I figured that out. I've really gone big into the small and light items just because it's, it's easy. Well, I shouldn't say easy. I mean, it's, it's super low hanging fruit and, you know, the, yeah, I might only be making say, you know, one, two, maybe $3 on the item, but it's selling, you know, hundreds of times a month. And, you know, that all adds up. I don't really have a a set ROI that I look for and a set profit per unit that I look for, I all base it kind of like on relative to the what I paid for it and you know how fast it moves. You know, if I can sell this item for a dollar six profit and I can move a hundred of them a month, you know, I just made myself $106 continuously every single month for very little effort, if any at all, after I've found it and you know, done all the work on the front end, yeah. And so, you know, that's where I'm finding a lot of the the good good items. My ROI is at 28, percent so you know that's definitely something that uh, I look at. Usually, when I do put the the numbers into Revseller and stuff, I try and stay above 20% ROI, and I try and stay above two dollars. But again, you know, if it's something that's going to sell a lot and it's basically, you know, going to get me at least a dollar, you know, I'm like, all right, well, it's a dollar, you know, that's a yeah. dollar more I had than when I bought the item.
0: Yeah. And so, as you free up your time, that that's a a reasonable strategy to, to maintain for sure, because if it's profitable, it's profitable. Right? Yeah. But if you're really running the hamster wheel, going after those, I mean, those are some of the lowest numbers I typically hear from our community. Mm-hmm. You know. 20 something percent on your ROI and, you know, Mm -hmm. at 12% net that's about as low as the numbers that you hear. So if you, if you start to expand, I think you're going to really benefit from getting into uh, some of the other training, the replant hunting Mm -hmm. training, and maybe even going back through some of those wholesale lists, those wholesale suppliers and getting rid of some of the, maybe the, the losers and focusing in and finding some of the true winners. And then you mentioned earlier bundles. Those can be super high profit margin for you. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. if uh... you're the only seller. And now you're talking about 100% ROI, mm-hmm. 15 bucks a sale, 20 bucks a sale, you know, very super high net margins, 20, 25% plus net margins. And you can get into some really exciting stuff. And you mentioned too, going after some of the higher dollar volume stuff. That's mm-hmm. a great way to just flip the script on your business fast, is unless it's small and light, I'm not messing with it. Mm hmm. Unless I'm paying 25, 30, 40 bucks for it. Right. Right. And, and then I'm selling it at a 30, 40, 50% ROI. Minimum. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got, you know, several things that are just
1: um, crazy on the, the, the prices and everything like that, that yeah, I'm able to Those are to your make. big winners, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I it's, you know, I think it's what, the 80-20 rule?
0: Yes, you exactly. know exactly. Pareto. 20% of your ASINs right now are getting you 80% of your net revenue. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and it, I mean, that, that's it, you know, easily. I mean, I've got some items that I can't keep in stock and that's, it's those ones. I mean, they're, you know, they're doing great and I've got some others, you know, they'll sell a couple a months, you know, whatever. And, you know, some they sell pretty regularly, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, you know, 20, top 20% that's making me all my money. And I'm a little worried sometimes about that. Cause I'm like, you know, Hey, what if, you know, they decide to say, all right, no more Amazon. Or if they say, you know, we're going to go with store, you know, company X to sell our stuff only. so you know that is a little concerning okay. at times but i mean that's why i'm constantly adding new vendors new brands that's right and stuff like that
0: yeah and and your your time is typically better spent looking at that top 20 and shoring it up mm-hmm. and expanding it and capitalizing as much as you can on those top 20% versus the hamster wheel of serving the other 80% that are only generating 20% of your net revenue right right You're better off focusing on those 20 and kind of letting that other 80% go a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: and that's what I've been doing. I mean, there's been certain ones, items that, you know, like, I mean, one of the first things when I started out, there was a a thing, it was, and, you know, if anyone else wants to pick into it, you know, on wholesale Fine, they can't, because I don't sell it anymore. They were, they're called soft paws. And there's these little caps that go on cat's claws so that... You know, you don't have to get them declawed, but you know they they put them on, and it's just so that when they try and scratch, they're not ripping up your
0: furniture. Is it like one little mitten per claw or something? Like yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's a little time cat.
1: What and that's I'm like that. right? And I'm like, first off, if anyone, I don't know if the people that created this actually have cats because there's no way. I mean, I'm like, you have to drug your cat to do this because the cat's not. My cat's never <laughs> let, the let me. Cat's you know. gonna walk like this too. Right? <laughs> exactly. You know, but. You know, that thing, you know, I paid seven fifty dollars for it and they ended up, you know, someone for like, you know, $13 or $14, $15 and the profit was only like $2, but it was, it was such a hassle, you know, the return rate wasn't very good on those, you know, and that's something else that I look at too, you know, of whether I want to keep or get rid of something, you know, okay, what's the return rate going to be? I mean, obviously, you know, if it was some type of clothing, Hmm. I'm automatically going to have a higher return rate. And stuff like that. So, you know, I've had things where, you know, the return rate's been awful and I'm like, all right, you know, forget it. I'm not, you know, even though the profit might be great, I'm not going to deal with this and and everything like that. Uh, yeah. You and, can uh, kind
0: of look at the reviews too. Oh yeah. Yeah. In a sense for that.
1: Yeah. Like I, I ran across something the other day that I was looking at and the was the the seller and uh, you know, they, the listing was so, the wording was awful of how they, they the, it was created and stuff you know a lot of people said you only got four packs or someone said no you actually get 48 packs and you know i would read the reviews and what i could understand was i think the reviews that when pharmapacks was selling they were good but then when someone like such as myself or someone else who saw that listing and said okay i think it's four do that then people will complain hey i only got four Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, that's something I definitely look at, you know, got to check the,
0: yeah, you know, the it reviews. super clear for the customer exactly what they're getting. Is there any confusion over the quantity count or the size? And just stay away from the ones that don't, because, oh, yeah. yeah, it's not worth it. The complaints, you'll only be on there, you, you'll make those first couple of sales and go, wow, beautiful margins. And like, oh, wow, ton of complaints.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you know, the per- I had a, a perfect example where I was selling a, a, a game a board game and had the same upc and i'm like all right great so i send it in and it's um selling great and and i start getting all these complaints and returns well apparently the version i was selling was the second edition and the listing was for the first edition but they had the exact same upc exact same title and everything but apparently in the first one the the figures were plastic where in the second one they were cardboard you know, and everyone wanted the
0: the, the wow. first version. Wow! And, Did yeah, so... on the box anywhere that it was no? Wow! You just figured it out the hard way. That's a rough yeah. one. I've never yeah. encountered that. Typically, if the UPC matches, the box looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's the same product. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, yeah, that was a, a big uh, slap on the face. And so I've got probably you know six or seven of those games laying around that I need to figure out what to do with because. If I try and sell it on the the second version, you know, instead yeah. of looking at UPC, you know, I actually typed in the name and I found different listings and I look, okay, well, you know, here's actually what it's supposed to be. Well, Amazon's on it. So, yeah.
0: Well, Walmart, you know, dude, try that. You try Walmart. Oh yeah. Amazon? Yeah. I, I
1: can't <laughs> remember some, a lot, a lot of these things that, you know, I've got that for whatever reason aren't sellers. I have met my warehouse and I've uh, slowly been moving everything over there. Um, I got a warehouse probably about March of this year because the wife was tired of um, parking outside and I was taking over the garage and and everything like that. So I have a warehouse now where I have everything at. And just last week, I I finally got internet into it. So I need to completely transition over there and everything like that. So there's no reason that I, I can't, you know, do everything over there. And once I get over there, I'll be able to take a lot of those items that weren't selling for whatever reason, you know, kind of, I've got that I can go ahead and put them on Walmart and stuff, you know, and I, I do have them on, on eBay as well. I've kind of neglected eBay quite a bit just
0: because, you know, again, Amazon is the, the thoroughbred. So it's the low hanging fruit. Yeah. But you'll yeah. always have that dead pile, that stuff that, you know, that's what my kids do. I've got one of my sons, that's all he's been doing for the past month is just listing a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of accumulated mm-hmm. on eBay. And so our eBay sales are really picking up lately because we're finally getting that stuff listed. But yeah. it takes time, right? And oh, as, yeah. as the business owner, is the guy at the top of the, the food chain of my business, it's not the best use of my time. And I'm fully aware of that to sit there mm-hmm. and take pictures and great descriptions for all this. And pay someone to do that once you've got a pile of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that'd be my suggestion. But this we're covering a lot of kind of random topics, but I think this is very useful just for folks to hear just the type of interaction and challenges and and opportunities frustrations that kind of go with mm-hmm. running what's the reality of running this an e-commerce business from the from the vantage point that you've done it. You know, we've got plenty of people if if you listen to the podcast episodes, plenty of people that never see or touch their inventory ever. Mm-hmm. I have a warehouse, I have not eaten in a garage. It's all online arbitrage going to a prep center. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's many ways to do this business. There's many ways to scale it. that um, sounds like you're on top of something that's working, man. You can use yeah, those little adjustments it's, it's, here and there. and
1: I know I have a, a ton of room to improve and stuff. And I think some of it has to do with the, you know, my ADHD stuff where, you know, I'm like, who's shiny rabbit type of thing where I have good intentions to do something, but then I get distracted and I do this and that, you know, that's why when I have my employees, the, the part-time people come over, it's nice because, you know, I print out all the stickers, they do all this stuff, they do that. And then I can focus because I don't have to worry about doing that. I can focus on doing something that's, that's more important, whether it's, you know, creating a shipment or responding to emails or whatever, something of that nature. And so, but I, I, I'm fully aware that I'm running a, a you know, a, a good company, but there's so much room for improvement. I mean, my, my goal was I wanted to try and leave my job by the end of this year, but it's just, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, I'm realistic about that. So I'm going to try and by the end of 2023 to try and leave my job and do everything I want to. I feel if I can get over a million in sales again and I can have, you know, my profit be in the 200 to 250,000 range, that that will give me plenty to be able to leave my job and be able to do this full time which would be fantastic. I mean, who wouldn't want to be their own boss? I mean, it's it's great, you know, I... Yeah, I've, the... I've,
0: I've had the blessing of having that for 20 years, Mike. And I tell you, it never gets old, man. Just having that flexibility and taking your own schedule and the opportunities that open up to you and the benefits for your family. And it's just, there's so many benefits. But I, I, we didn't really dive into that a whole lot, but how many hours per week are you putting into your, your e-commerce business if you're working full-time still? Like, break that down for me a little bit. I would say probably... I'd say probably about twenty hours a week, usually
1: Monday through Saturday. Usually just a couple hours each day. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll get uh, shipments in, and then I'll have people, you know, prepare it, and then I'll be the because of the the people that I have working, you know, they're teenagers in the neighborhood, and then one of them is a, a retired gentleman, and so a lot of them can't necessarily do the the fifty pounds and the the this building of the pallets and stuff like that. So, you know, I'll, I'll pack everything and put the air pillows in it and all that stuff and create the, the, the shipment and the, put the stickers on there and everything like that. And that's really about the only thing of touching the, the inventory that I do anymore is that it's usually that they take the employees take care of everything else and do stuff like that. So being able to quit my job so that I can actually try and find someone full time to do it. Will
0: be, yeah, yeah you'll um, be able to scale and automate and put the right people in the right place. And mm-hmm. I was just doing a little math in my head. I don't know if you've ever done this or not before, but have you ever calculated the dollars per hour net profit that you're generating from your business? No, I got what it is based on what you've told me. It's right yeah. around $150 an hour. Oh, okay. You, that's what you're doing right now. Net <laughs> profit after everything's paid for. That's not a bad gig, man. Oh, there's, no. a, there's kids in college going deep into debt hoping to get a job that pays them basically far less than half that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. So, nothing to nothing to beat yourself up over, dude. You've got a beautiful business model, but there's just like you've said and you've admitted a few times, there's a lot of little ways you could tweak and change and improve and as your time begins to free up, that, you know, that's what's going to happen. That's the goal. But you understand the basics for sure. I think you'd benefit from being part of a mastermind, maybe even getting a coach, just kind of help you trim off some of that unnecessary excess Mm -hmm. that's, you know, sucking up a lot of your time and energy that could be being simpler processes.
1: Yeah, I've, I've thought about that. You know, I've I've definitely here recently, I've definitely thought a lot about the, the pack course and then not so much about masterminds, but I have thought about the, the the coaching and stuff. mm -hmm. And I've just, but I'm not, I guess I'm not sure how to define what I would need. Um, yeah.
0: Well, that's what, that's when a coach really helps. You know where you're trying to go, mm-hmm. but you're not sure what you should be focused on next to get you there. You know, one of 30 things that it could be, mm-hmm. and you've got your list of things that you think you should do at some point, but which one's next? What's going to bring the most value? Just having someone kind of help you think through, mm-hmm. you know, what is the low hanging fruit? You kind of help you see the to see the trees in the forest, <laughs> that's, you know, you, you know, you're surrounded by low hanging fruit opportunities, but I can only put my ladder up against one tree at a time, you know, right. which tree should I be to, to get where I want to be a year from now or two years from now. Uh, that's where just thinking it through out loud with somebody else could really be beneficial for you. And uh, just, just to encourage you, whether it's a coach from our team or someone else experienced in the industry that you can kind of, you know, iron sharp and iron a little bit with, mm-hmm. uh, I think that would benefit you greatly but it's been great hanging out with you and getting to know you a little bit, Mike. I appreciate it, man. Was there anything else on your list that you wanted to be sure to go over today uh, for the listener's sake or anything else you want to talk about?
1: Well, you'd actually uh, hit on one of them early on um, about the wholesales. I was just wondering if you had many wholesale accounts or anything like that.
0: Yeah, no, I don't do a lot of it. Rich does a ton of it. And I know Mm -hmm. that proven wholesale sourcing training in the pack, people swear by it, love it. It it is a very unique, creative way Mm-hmm. to do wholesale, kind of going through the replens lens. And for those who don't know, Mike, since you brought the topic up, we're not talking about introducing new products onto the Amazon platform. That's just, that's risky territory. New sellers should never do that. And even very experienced sellers, there's no need. We're talking about helping meet unmet need where it's very apparent. Wow, I could jump on this listing alongside the other sellers and do really well. That's what the replens model of wholesale is. And that's what Rich does. They Like I said, they have built a you know, $5, 7000000 million business. Mm-hmm. Uh, around that model. But yeah, that that's the extent of my personal wholesale involvement is just knowing that we've got a lot of people doing it and we do, we do some, but it's not Mm -hmm. a focus for us.
1: Yeah. I guess another question I had was, do you, do you guys sell a lot of hazmat? Because that's, I really focus, um, in focusing on hazmat because it's a, you know, it's a gated community, if you will. And
0: I, I love hazmat. Yeah now the thing you run into all hazmat sellers run into this is limited fba Mm. storage space yeah so we're at our limit constantly if they give us another 10 square foot of space we fill it and because the profits are insane but limited storage space so it's worth it to go through the steps yeah we love hazmat and um that's some of the best marginations that we have you know buying stuff for six bucks and selling it for 40 Mm. because it's hazmat has to be properly packaged and handled yep. and all that, but yep. great margins. So yeah, we're big fans.
1: Yeah, that I uh probably about six months ago and I posted it on the the Facebook group. I had I woke up one day and my hazmat storage for flammables went from 15 to one. And I'm like, what what is going on? Why is this? And it took a while to figure out I actually had to send an email to Jeff at Amazon.com to get an answer. And they said, well you're not using it as much. And so we needed to cut it down. I said, if you look, I use it all the time. I s- simply was sold out and stuff was in transit to you to, to get checked in. Wow. And, you know, eventually I was able to plead my case and they, they bumped it back up to everything. But I know a couple people, uh, in the group, uh, one lady, she had said, they put her down to zero. Yeah. They took her from like 10 to zero.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, it's very limited space. They've got all the rules and regulations and government agencies and oh yeah, storage, you know, inspectors and coming. Mm -hmm. So they it is a a premium warehouse space for them. It's very expensive storage space for them, Mm -hmm. and it's so they they're going to keep a close eye on how you're using your space.
1: Oh yeah, and I love it because just here they just opened up a brand new warehouse about 15 miles from me and. A lot of my hazmat goes right there now. Oh, nice. Oh, it's, it's perfect. I can send a 50 pound box of hazmat to them for 20 bucks. Yeah. Where before it opened, I was having to send it all the way out to DuPont, Washington.
0: Yeah, us too. We used it the
1: Washington us, Yeah, it would cost me 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, right, there's an instant $40 in profit that I've, I've built in and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, ha- my, my number one seller is hazmat. And
0: yeah. uh, I love it. So yeah, there's That's definitely it. good opportunity there. We get into a lot of the uh, rodent control, pest control stuff. Around oh, okay. This time of year, just <laughs> look into it, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. People trying to kill mice and rats and moles and whatever else. Like, man, people <laughs> just go nuts for that stuff. And the you know spring into the summer.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I, hopefully, with my uh, expanding into the the uh, retail arbitrage, I'll find a lot of a lot of that stuff. And um, you know, I, I haven't done you know, like I said before, I haven't done a ton of it, but I am you know, adding it into stuff and that's something I'm looking forward to doing. Very um, good. I guess another question I had was, and I think this would help me a lot, is in the in the pack or is there do you have a, a reference or a, a source for creating SOPs? Because I know that unfortunately everything is just going off me and it's I know there's problems left and right that I need to
0: correct. For those who don't know, SOP is a standard operating procedure. And because there's a whole bunch of us doing these business models, there's no need to recreate the wheel on a lot of this stuff. And yeah, we have some phenomenal standard operating procedures. There's two places to track those down. A guy at your level needs to look into being part of the advanced replans mastermind. We've done it a few times in the past. Jimmy Smith runs it. He's the guy that systemized replans for us. It's a small group at a time. You have to be at a certain Sales level to even get in, which you're more than qualified for. Okay. But once you get in there, he he goes through all the SOPs and just hands them to you, and it it, it improves each time because there's a lot of really smart people in there saying, "Hey, you know what? We do this a little better, I think, and a little differently." So we'll improve, tweak. Now you've got this list of standard operating procedures you can use on your team. Mm. and just hand them. Here's step by step instruction on exactly how we do X. There's also a good number of kind of lower level SOPs, if you will the stuff that everybody needs inside the private replens Facebook group, which if if you're a proven Amazon course student, that qualifies you. If you want to, you can kind of upgrade your monthly proven Amazon course fee for a few dollars and you get access to the private replens sellers Facebook group and contact our support team about that. They'll get you in there just like I said, a few dollars a month, but there's a lot of great SOPs in there as well, and ongoing weekly trainings. And uh, because the bigger Facebook group, the My Silent Team group, associated you know with our our big free seventy thousand group, mm-hmm. there's there's eBay sellers in there, there's authors in there, there's a lot of Amazon sellers too for sure. But it's seventy thousand people. Yeah. So we've got yeah. a few thousand Replen sellers talking only replin, mm-hmm. only standard operating procedures. And what printer do you guys use? And they'd really get into the weeds, right? Uh, so we've got that group set up. You should look into it. You'd benefit greatly from that. So yeah, good question. Yeah, it definitely
1: sounds like something I I need. I need more interaction. I need more interface with other people that are on the the same boat as me and able to bounce ideas off because I mean- Those are
0: two great options for you.
1: Okay, yeah. Do you know the next time that that, uh- um, mastermind? Mastermind,
0: It's every few months. It's okay. You know, it's not going to be too far down the road before we do another one. We may not do one before the end of Q4 this year. It may be beginning of next year. But okay. um, yeah, we do one every few months and roll roll several people through it. We get great feedback, some great relationships come out of that too. Cause again, it's it's only going to be 20 or 30 people at a time. It's yeah. not a big group at a time. And you're really going to get to know those folks, work directly with Jimmy Smith. Yeah. Glad you asked about it. haven't talked about that one in a while. That's Advanced Replans Mastermind, ARM program, we call it. we got an acronym for everything around here, but um, <laughs> I'll stick that in the show notes too. So you can go look and get on the waiting list for that.
1: Okay. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely something. And I, I wanted to, because I heard you talk about it in another, uh, just a while ago, I, I finally bought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's holding up a copy of uh, Business Secrets from the Bible a book that I actually recorded another podcast episode just today and we spent a significant time amount of time <laughs> talking about the power of the concepts in that book and how much it shaped the way we do business around here. Yeah, that's my favorite living author and my favorite business book recommendation to give people outside the Bible itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. For, because for those who don't know, the Bible says twice as much about money and business <laughs> as it does about love and prayer combined. It is a business money financial Guide that's worked for thousands of years. So there's some great stuff in there. My buddy Rabbi Daniel lapin pulls it out of it in just a brilliant, entertaining way. So glad you got a copy. Let me know what you think.
1: Oh yeah, I'm very excited. You know, I, I, you know, of course, I've heard you talk about it for over a year and stuff. And then there was just uh again, as I was taking a walk, listening to one of the podcasts, you had mentioned it again, and I was like, you know what, I should probably get that because you know I've gotten other ones. Um, you know, the E Myth. Yes, uh, Gerbers you know, I, I can't even think of the the other ones, but, you know, I've had several, Oh, I've got Jimmy Smith's book, you know, zero to a hundred thousand. Yeah. Great
0: and book. Talk about yeah, so, I mean,
1: model. I'm always wanting, you know, stuff like that because, you know, even if it's a, a hundred pages and I, I learn one thing or, you know, it, it, it's always a benefit. I mean, I love to read. And so being able to find something that is close to my heart and, able to, to to help me just be a better person is, is stuff that I love and I enjoy. and
0: Beautiful. Well, uh, let me know what you think. you like his podcast too. Oh, That's he has a podcast? One. Yeah. Rabbi Daniel Lappin's podcast. It's it's the podcast I listen to the most faithfully, probably. Like when I go out on my runs and walks and stuff, oh, okay. it comes out typically Friday or Saturday and yeah, I I devour it. Yeah, oh, okay. So it, it's been out for several years now. And uh, oh. yeah, so just scroll back through any of the older episodes and are up to the recent ones. It's, really solid. It's good stuff. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Well, yeah, what well, anything else on your mind as you're going through your list? I love that you shared that book.
1: Nothing nothing that that uh comes to to mind right now. I mean, I just I'm kind of starstruck. I can't believe I've been asked to do this and it was awesome and it's a dream come true and being able being here, it to me, I mean, you know, I'm I'm no one special. I'm just a an average dude and you know, if I'm here Anyone can be here. And yeah, I mean,
0: well, it's... let me, let me challenge you on something, Mike. I mean, and I appreciate the humility and the spirit behind it. And it, I love what I get to do, but this is just a conversation between a couple of guys who are fighting the fight, man, we're in the battle. And this is a lesson I learned. I think it's one of the lessons from the business secrets of the Bible book, but basically if all I know about somebody is they've built a profitable business and been able to sustain it over a long period of time, they put in the blood, sweat and tears. They've understood anything worth having is going to take a fight. You're going to be misunderstood. And it, but that person, if you know they've done that, they've been on that journey, man, that's a good person to get to know, to hang out with, to swap ideas with, to exchange book ideas with. That's just a solid person that understands how the world actually works, the world of business and serving and making a profit. So we've got to stick close together. You know, that's the reason I call us business building warriors. One of the many reasons, like a lot of people just don't get what we do. It's a fight. Yeah. So you get a chance to hang out with people like that. And, um, you know, you'll get over the whole starstruck thing around here real soon. You'll figure out I'm far from the smartest guy in the room. You know, there's plenty (laughs) of people in our organization, coaches, that I'm like, man, I want to spend more time with that person. They really know, you know, it's taken me 20 years and I still feel like an infant in this whole arena. You know, here we are with one of the most established, if not the most established e-commerce coaching programs in the world. Like we've been doing this 18, 19 years. Like I don't know anyone else that's been around that long. And I feel like I don't know what I'm doing most of the time. If I didn't have a team of brilliant people around me saying, Whoa, Jim, wait, that doesn't make any sense. What are you trying (laughs) to do? Like we'd be floundering (laughs) and irrelevance constantly, but it's the power of the team. We all bring a little bit and contribute what we know. And, keep us moving in a good direction. Um, and so guys like you, learn, challenge me. Who knows who's going to resonate with what you had to say today, Mike? So you're the hero of the episode today, man. No question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up, man. Yeah. It's been a good episode. And and you know, just for me, the listener doesn't realize this, but man, I I've put in two really great hard episodes today that takes a lot of that takes a little bit out of you man so i i'm going to call it a day at this point i think <laughs> i'm I'm going to call it a day after this one's over and go rest a bit but i think we nice. served well today brother i appreciate you mike
1: i uh, yes thank you very much i appreciate it and i hope after i get everything straightened out i can come on again and tell you that uh things were even better and that those those numbers are are much better
0: Yeah, well, you know what? I don't think anyone ever gets it straightened out. I've known a lot of people at a lot of different levels of business. And I don't think that feeling of like, ah, it's all straightened out now. I don't know if we (laughs) ever get there. But it gets bigger and the numbers get bigger. And, And along with that comes more responsibility. Man, we're serving well. And you look around just how blessed you are, people you love around you and the flexibility. And that's, I think that's what we're going for. But it truly has been an honor hanging out with you today, Mike. So I'm gonna talk to the listeners for just a moment and just thank you guys like I always like to do. If you hung out with Mike and I today, we appreciate you. We're grateful for that. You gave us a very valuable gift today. That's some of your time, an asset that is a very limited resource for you. And you gave us quite a bit of it today and we're grateful for that. So thank you. And to all the business building warriors out there like Mike and all the others listening to this show, thank you, really appreciate it. If you don't mind doing us a little favor, Send some friends to silentgym.com. Friends who are trying to build something, they're trying to establish a business, an income stream, some flexibility for their family, hit those financial dreams. That's what we love helping people do here is just that. So God bless you, Business Building Warrior. We are in your corner. We're rooting for you. Come join our free Facebook group. If you want to be surrounded by a bunch of people who do get it, who do understand what it's like to try to build a business In the face of extreme challenges and difficulties, overcoming those things together. We want you to be part of that with us. Our Facebook group is at silentgym.com. You can see a link to that. But on behalf of the whole team, Mike, our great guest today, who did a great job. Thanks again, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. And uh, everyone else who makes this podcast possible. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for
1: listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.